Good afternoon and welcome to the Coming Ashore um, uh, Marine Society programme podcast, uh, where today I'm talking to Donald Keeney. Um, so Donald, thank you for your time. Um, by way of introduction, my name is Karen Waltham. Um, I've been supporting the Marine Society with the Coming Ashore programme since it started um, and delighted to be talking to yet another mentor. Um, I'm also um, an independent HR director, been in the maritime industry for 15 or so years now um, as an HRD. Um, and I'm also one of the Maritime Skills Commissioners um, with the um, Maritime UK and the British government. So, Donald, good afternoon. And as I say, thank you so much for signing up to be um, a mentor with the programme. Um, and this really is just an informal chat um, to talk about you, your contribution to the programme, and really just hear your story, if I'm being honest. So, um, how are you this afternoon and welcome? Hi, Karen. I'm good. Thanks. No, I'm, I'm delighted to be here and delighted to be doing this. It's a great initiative. Brilliant, brilliant. Let's start by um, just going through a summary. I've had a look at you on LinkedIn and looked at your career. You've got a really interesting career, actually, um, and it's the opportunities that you've had. But just run us through the, um, the background of where you are today. Um, and um, I'll talk about moving ashore in a minute. But if you can just highlight just a, a summary of, of, of how you got to where you are today. Sure. Well, um, I, I started at sea at uh, about 18. Um, I went to, to college in Cork in Ireland and I got a cadetship with Maersk. So I was with the Maersk company Isle of Man for about seven years in total, um, during which time I, I, I sailed on gas carriers and container ships. Um, and I left them as second officer, uh, went to Irish ferries for a brief period before joining Carnival UK. And I sailed with Carnival for another four years um, a, real, a real switch a real switch then from uh... yeah a sea change very yeah. very 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 different but um but also very enjoyable change right um and so uh, while i was with carnival i kind of already decided i was coming ashore um so i saw my my time there I, I had set myself a deadline for coming ashore got to that and then left um and then i did some time on ferries as well in between various bits and pieces um, so I had a fairly decent and, and varied uh, and certainly incredibly enjoyable time at sea. And I, I absolutely don't regret it uh, for, for a second. Um, and I, I didn't come ashore because, you know, people are, you're always asked, why did you come ashore? And I, I really couldn't put my finger on one, even one principal reason. Yeah. And there were a number of pull factors and a number of push factors. But I, I, I made the decision and, uh, and I haven't regretted that either. But once I did come ashore, um it's it's been a, i've had another journey which which has been thoroughly re rewarding and i think i've got some great experience out of that i went to ship management initially yeah uh, did uh, a couple of years in ship management which i enjoyed um and i got some some great experience but i decided it wasn't really for me and uh, having been ashore for a little while and made some contacts uh, a lot of what i was picking up on was that i should do some sort of academic qualification to assist me in building a career ashore so I did a master's in uh, John Moores University in Liverpool. Right. Uh, and then I got a job as a shipbroker, um, which, uh, again, fantastic experience. But again, I, I decided it wasn't quite for me. And I have to say, at this point, I was wondering, was, was Shoreside for me at all? And I was getting a bit concerned that maybe that was the problem. Yeah. And um, even interesting, it's some people do actually transfer back to sea sometimes in terms of they want another sea, sea um, you know, journey for a while and then uh, put that in as well but um you didn't 
well, I, I, I did in between my my ship management experience in college, and then and then after the, the, the masters and becoming a broker, I, I did stints on ferries, and okay. really did become quite wistful, and uh, I, I missed the 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 good old days of seafaring. But that's what you miss, you know. You, you miss the good times. You don't miss yeah. the bad times. Don't miss the bad times, no. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but anyway, I I kind of I fell into a job with a law firm, Um it wasn't really something that I was seriously considering, but the, the opportunity came up and the opportunity was in, in Hong Kong where I, I'd always wanted to live. I visited there a lot. and I always enjoyed my time in Asia. So um, I, I joined a firm in Hong Kong initially doing uh, casualty investigation work that mm -hmm. naturally progressed into case handling, which then progressed into case handling outside of casualty and doing some dry work, some cargo work. And so um I, I very much enjoyed that i enjoyed the work and so when the offer came up to to qualify as, as a solicitor I, I i grabbed it and i started the training um it's 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 been a long journey there's a lot of academics to do um you've a lot you know you you've got to take a step back when you come ashore anyway but you're taking another step back in terms of where you you put yourself having to slot into a, a very junior role um, but it's 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 been thoroughly rewarding, and I, I'm back in London now, working with one of the the top shipping firms in the world, um, and doing some some really great and interest, interesting work. Yeah, you're with Ince now, aren't you? So, Ince, yeah, yeah, perfect. And as you say, it's it's interesting. Very often when I talk to people, they they make the comment that they've actually had to step backwards. Um, it feels like backwards. Um, it probably isn't in, in in some respects but it gives you another foot in the foot up the um up the career ladder in a different section so a different area um so you've you've had to do that a couple of times haven't you in the different areas yeah, yeah you're very much in the grand scheme of things in terms of your career it's very much a step forward mm. so whilst you may have had three stripes on your shoulder or, or even four stripes when you when you leave a ship um, you've got to be, unless you're going into ship management or a very specific operations role that was relevant to what you were doing at sea, you've got to be prepared to have more people above you, more junior people around you, um, and just take that hit. But I think everybody I know who's come ashore would say the same thing. It's a stopgap. Um, I think for two reasons. One, people hire you because of your skill set, yeah. because of your experience, and, and, they, and they see a role and a long-term future for you, and they see that development within the company, where, wherever you go. Mm. And two, because of the general work ethic that, that seafarers have. Seafarers are naturally hardworking people and those who aren't don't last at sea very long um, or they become hardworking people. And so invariably people who come ashore do quite well, move up the ladder and move into very senior positions. Yeah, it's so, so, so true. And we see it repeatedly from an HR point of view. We see it repeatedly in terms of, as you say, those that work hard then end up with lots of other skill sets. And I talk about the breadth of experience as opposed to the depth of experience. You could be very deep in experience as a as a mariner um, and with your master's ticket or where, you know, whatever, whatever level people come off and come ashore at, then they um, they just need to broaden in another direction until they find the one that they actually want to, 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 to settle on for that period of time, for however long that might be. So sometimes we talk about um, depth and breadth of experience. And I think you've, you've been you're spot on on that. So your, your experience, tell us a little bit about your, um, your experience of moving ashore. How did you find that? Um, it, it, was, it was difficult in one sense. Mm. I mean, it was very easy in the sense that at the time I was um, single, I had no real commitments. Um, I had a mortgage, but I also had a, a, a lodger who was paying me rent, which went to that. So I was in a position where I could 
leave the seagoing job I had and start looking for shoregoing work immediately. Yeah. And that in in two ways, I think that helped because it put me in a position where I was available for interview. I was available to meet with people, uh, but also where people could see that I was serious about moving ashore. It was a cushion, really, wasn't it? You had a cushion there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So but it's um, it it is difficult when you're at sea. And I I did start applying while I was at sea and and there were a couple of opportunities I missed out on just because I wasn't Mm, um, available for interview. Um, so from that point of view, that that is tricky and it's it's difficult to 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 find your way ashore. And but I was very lucky in a sense that I had the ability to do that. Um, and then the second challenge is really just trying to work out where you're going to go and what yeah. you want to do. And um, because you're, you know, seafarers are very far removed in a way from the other side, the commercial side, the shore side of shipping. And so whilst you might have regular contact with a, a superintendent ashore, uh, or if you're in a senior rank, maybe one of a ship's operators, you, you don't really have those connections ashore. So and unless you're living in London or maybe Liverpool, Glasgow, um, you know, one of the shipping hubs, it can be quite difficult to, to, to make those connections. So it's, it was a bit difficult just trying to find my feet, trying to work out. I had an idea what I wanted to do, but that was from my own research. I didn't really get to speak to anybody in those roles or or those sectors and to get an understanding of what I was going into. And I think it's because of that I I, I moved around a bit when I first came ashore. Mm. Um, so, that, yeah, that was probably the, the most challenging aspect. But I, I, I was very fortunate. As I said, I, I got in touch quite early on with um, with Spinnaker and um, they took an interest in me and, and found me my, my first um shoreside position yeah i think you're so right in when it comes to the the difference or the no connection between the sea and the shoreside um you know we see it a lot um and um it's a shame because you have you need each other to work but you don't necessarily know what each other do on the day-to-day basis and because you don't know one of my phrases but don't you don't know what you don't know you're going in search of it and, and you need that help um so you know from from our point of view is trying to find the help and this is where the coming ashore program is so important because it gives the opportunity to actually um allow or you know have those conversations to be encouraged for people to actually talk to those who've done it and have done it already and have the experience but also I think probably to express that there is no right way or wrong way and sometimes you do have to be um, self-driven dare I say but again drawing on the point you've already made seafarers are very often due to the nature of their work are hard working so they will drive it so they will go and do that so in terms of you know, you didn't have a, a great experience. You say you kind of like a bit of trial and error in terms of where you're going and you had to drive that and you had a little bit of a cushion in a way. Um, you did. Did you have a mentor or did you have anyone that you could use? Or I suppose in a way you've answered no already. But is that that's that's the that's the, that's the truth, really, isn't it? Yeah. Short answer. No. Certainly when I was taking mm. that first step ashore. Mm. Um, no, um, I, I did. I developed some some good connections, contacts you know, as I came ashore. And what I learned very quickly is just like at sea, people ashore are in shipping are very willing to help and very willing to lend a hand and are interested. And if you show an interest, they'll show an interest in you. And so it's um, it, it, from, from that point of view, it's, it's a great industry in that we, at the end of the day, whatever you do within the industry, we all share that common interest of shipping and the sea. Uh, and so initially I didn't have somebody I was able to, to, to a mentor or somebody in a mentoring type role 
Uh, but over time, uh, within a, a fairly short space of time, when I first came ashore, I was able to develop those connections and and learn from them and and, and grow my own knowledge of the industry as a whole. Perfect. And I think, again, that's making the point that although, you know, networking is important and can help, you know, never be afraid to ask either, because I think that you're right. I call it the maritime family. I think in a way, a challenge nowadays is at, it's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity is the industry's growing. So it's broadening as well. So anything from logistics to ports and everything else, we're finding an awful lot of crossover where people would may not have actually thought about it in the past. And think, oh, actually, I could go into that. So, again, there's more opportunities. So what do you feel? Feel you can offer having um, signed up as a mentor which I say thank you again um, what do you feel that you can offer as a mentor to any of the mentees that sign up to the program what, what's what's your what do you want to offer um I, I think first and foremost is my my own experience and, and how I came ashore um, and the fact that I didn't have uh, I mean I, I suppose I'm probably just this is why I suppose any mentor wants to become a mentor that they feel that they have this experience to offer um, and you can, I can point people in the direction, the, the right directions to go, and maybe point people in the wrong directions to go. Not in terms of their, their career, um, but how how to get there, how to how to take those steps, and how to 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 find work or to find opportunities. Um, and secondly, because I, I have moved about a bit, um, I'm reasonably well experienced in um, other other facets. So I can offer advice in ship management. Um, and shipbroking and operations, very limited advice, I should say, but I've had an insight, I've done a bit of work there. Um, and so I, I, I think I could talk to people on a, a reasonably experienced level of, of what it's like to work in those organizations. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I suppose just in conclusion, because I mean, I, I think anyone who would look into your background is fascinating because you've, you've done a number of as anything from the best different vessel types in terms of the different sectors within within the sea role that you had and also shore as well. Um, so it's very broad. It's, it's, I think it's del delightful to watch because it is, say, from an HR point of view, it gives us a real scope. Um, but um, if you had any golden nuggets of advice to anyone listening to this, um, what would what would they be in terms of career terms or anything? What, what would be your golden nuggets? Research is, is the most important. Um, if you first of all think long and hard, if you decide you want to, to come ashore um, make sure it's not because you've had a bad trip or a couple of bad days. Um, it is it's not for everyone. Uh, it's it's a very, very different life. Um, but when, once you've made the decision to come ashore, do some research and don't necessarily take the first opportunity to come along. First of all, I would say do research within your own organization because a lot of shipping companies have operations ashore and need people and actively recruit people from sea. And that is by far and away the easiest way to get ashore and to start making connections. Um, and there are a lot of people, particularly with the, the oil majors here in London who were, were sea staff and are doing all sorts of roles ashore now with them. So look, look internally first, look at your own organization and see what positions they have to offer, because that will save you a lot of hassle in the long run. As soon as you do that, as soon as you get that step in the door ashore, even if it's just not so common for a year, that opens other doors. You meet people, you make connections, you learn about uh, what happens ashore, the various roles available. So have a look at that first. If you don't have that opportunity, don't be afraid to call people. Don't be afraid to badger people. Uh, some recruiters uh, are very, very difficult to work with in the early days. And I, I have recruiters, as, as, as do all of my colleagues, regularly 
contacting us now, reaching out to us now, trying to coax us away, trying to, to, to sell us a new role. But when you when you first come ashore, when you're young, you're junior, you don't, you don't have that experience, it can be very difficult to get their attention. So I always saw it as my, my job to ring them on a weekly basis and pester them. And sometimes they wouldn't even take your call, but they, they knew me, they got to know me. Um, and they um, eventually it worked. But secondly, don't also be afraid to cold call employers directly. Uh, that's that's how I got my job in broking. I sent 60 something different emails just to heads of departments in the, the various shipbroking houses. Um, the emails are, are, the email addresses are on the internet. Uh, most of them, the vast majority, in fact, I, I would say all but three were ignored. I never got a response. If I got a response, though, that, that response was always positive. And I might have got somebody on a bad day who cursed me for sending them an email and knowing them. But I think invariably, no, nobody cares. They'll either respond to the email or they won't. Yeah. So don't be afraid. Just send a nice, courteous and succinct email explaining who you are, what you want to do and say, hey, look, if you've got any opportunities, let me know. And I I found my way into Clarkson's because a, a former seafarer who was at sea a long, long time before me didn't know me. He had no connections. I I happened to send him an email and um, he not only responded, he sent me a big, long um, email explaining a bit about shipbroking, put me in touch uh, with a few people that it was worth um, contacting. Yeah. Uh, but he also he took me for lunch and we had a, an hour and a half long lunch. I, I was in London and he took me for lunch and a big long lunch explaining to me about shipbroking and how to 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 get in that door of shipbroking. So I was incredibly fortunate there. And there are people out there. And I, yeah. I like to say that if somebody uh, reaches out, I, I will always do my best. It, it might just be uh, um, here's somebody. I'll, I'll try and put you in touch with somebody um, or it might just be. Yeah, well, let's let's try and open some doors for you. You know, it's so um, I, I yeah, I, I always try my best. And I think a lot of people in shipping are like that. Perfect. That's so good. Thank you so much. Um, I think your story is, as I say, I said before, I think it's amazing in terms of how, where you've come. So it's, it's really rich with information. Um, Daniel, thank you so much for talking to with, uh, with me today. I've certainly enjoyed the conversation, so I hope you have as well. And hopefully we've inspired um, some and encouraged those who are actually looking at um, potentially at the, at the programme um, and that they actually sign up to be um, to be a mentee, a mentee or um, um to look at look at mentors in the in the future as well so um thank you very much indeed for your time today donald thank you not at all carol lovely speaking to you